Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you to everybody who tapped into the first one. And it's pretty cool that I kind of transitioned this podcast to being about my dog. But so much conversation comes between a bond between, you know, the human and the dog, the human and animals that we learn so much about life just for relationships in our life currently. And I kind of alluded to the fact, you know, her older brother, King, passed away in December of 15 years. Um, and that was my first adult dog. So I had many dogs in my family before, but you know, the whole family took care of it. King was the very first dog I had to learn how to. And it's so crazy because there's a couple people on my Instagram page, um, a trainer from Texas and, uh, Sailor Jerry as well, who kind of have changed the mindset of how to, you know, help with dogs. Growing up, when I was 20 years old, when I first got King, all we knew was, like, be firm with the dog, be mean to the dog, like, don't let it be dominant, be the more the more dominant person in that situation, and that's the way it's supposed to be. You don't want to let a dog get any room, or, you know, it'll take that and take advantage of it. So for the first few years, I tried that with King, and it wasn't great. So even before I found out there was a different way of, you know, training a dog or helping a dog, I knew that wasn't right. You know, and those first few years were a nightmare. Like, King ate my bed. King ate everything in sight because it was the reactivity of the poor way of I was handling and raising him and helping him and training him. And so those first three, four years, it was just me and him learning how to adjust in a way, in a world, in a society where I didn't know a right way. Um, But that actually helped me with Gigi because in those years, I was like, let me just see how he reacts to doing things. So, you know, between his ages four to seven, that's the meat of our relationship of us learning about each other. Cause there was a lot of frustration, a lot of growth pieces that they need to put in a puzzle that we had to learn from each other. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to get where he's at, you know, and then it started to become a friendship and a relationship and trusting one another. Even when things went bad, it was still trusting one another and you know, when he was around seven or eight, it's like we just knew each other. You know, if I had to start earlier, sure, maybe. But it was the appreciation of when I did start. And it was just dope to see the relationship that was formed from starting so late um, and still being able to recover from what was done before. And, you know, after that, so I had eight solid years of a, of a best friend, of a, somebody that was going to be there for me through and through, you know, and... When we lost with December, it was a shock. I can't say we fully recovered. We, there's just different ways of grieving. But with the reason why I brought it up, because that last year of life he had, he had Gigi. And I wanted to give him that. That was my, my last present to him, is to give him a companion. We have lived with other dogs when I had roommates, things like that. But along the way, he had a dog that we lived with. His name was Navy. It was a little pit bull. And they were like best friends. So I was like, okay. He likes pit bulls. So I got Gigi, and although he was in his senior years, of course she annoyed him, but he loved her to death, and she loved him, and they created this bond, and she trusted him, and she watched everything he did, and that means she trusted me because he trusted me. So we were, we were forming this bond, you know, along the way in her first year in, in our household, um, and when we lost him, it was such a big <sighs> gasp. You were just like, what happens now? You know, in those first few months, me and Gigi kind of went our separate ways. 
because we didn't know what to do, you know? We love each other. We were kind of mad at each other because we didn't know how to live without this big gaping hole in our lives. So we went to our respective corners. We were just like, what happens next? What's going to happen? Or, you know, but then through that, we saw that we needed each other. And, you know, even though like King taught her, King did most of the heavy lifting last year, but he was teaching Gigi everything that I was teaching him. Um, but after he passed is where we created this bond that you all see now. Because she took all that information and now me and her had to communicate with each other. There was no longer King to be the middleman. That was me and her. So it was to the streets we went. We, we know we went public. We went, we went outside and we spent time with each other. You know, we just sat there for a while from time to time. I would take her on long walks and we would just sit. We would take breaks and just sit. And I saw how much she enjoyed that, you know, in, in between the walk, just sitting. Not having to do anything, but just watching and just taking in the world. Um, and I did that often. Um, and then I was like, okay. You know, I know she loves fetch, so I'll throw fetch in there too. So it was walk, fetch, sit. You know, having her enjoying doing doing things. I didn't go straight to training because I had to have her know that she could just trust me too. How she trusted King. And after I saw that, when she trusted me, we had we now had our own friendship, our own relationship. I started training, you know, and I started doing little things, you know, sit, lay, things like that. Five or 10 minutes, that was it. I didn't want to overwhelm her. Um, and then it was somewhat of the least training, reactivity, which we still work on. She still has reactivity. You know, if the dog is calm, she is calm. But if the dog is not, she she's not going to do exactly what the dog does, but she's more of like a protector for me. So if the dog lunges at me, she's like, no. So it's just like... We still do leash work. It's like I said on my social media pages, it's everyday work, you know? And then I was like, I just don't ever want to overwhelm her. So it's, it's, it's patience. Um, and then newly introduced a few months ago, open space areas with no leash on. She does so well with no leash versus leash because I feel like the leash itself is like a, it's like testing, you know, she's like, I'm going to test how strong this leash is, or it's like a competition. And that's why it's just like the leash work is so important because it's just like I could see it in her with the anxiety. So it's just like, I don't want her to feel like it's just like you have to be on this leash. It's just like, it's just a precaution, a comfortable space. I want to make it a comfortable space. But the off leash work has been so fantastic because like I said, it was trust between us, you know, even with squirrels or birds and everything like that. I just want to kind of get into the gist of it so you guys can understand a little bit of the process. And I don't want to give too much away because I always refer people to the people on my page that do this for a living, you know, the training. Um, because it's not just Gigi, right? Gigi, every dog is different. King was different. And we have to take that time to notice the differences and put in the work to do so. And to have that knowledge, we do have to reach out to trainers, you know, because they're the professionals in it the guidance that we need to take care of, the, of our loved ones. Um, so as each one of these episodes I come out with, I just want to kind of just bridge the gap between, you know, my social media page and the work that means you should do every day. Um, thank you guys for listening to the first one. I hope you guys enjoy this one at all, and you guys have a blessed day.